take your Bibles right now, open them up to the 126th Psalm, Psalm 126. Psalm 126, verse number one, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Our Father, I pray that you would bless us now as we study. I pray that you would uh, guard our hearts and our thoughts and our, 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 our words, and I pray that all would be focused on you and what you have for us today. Guide and direct and bless. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. A uh, great deliverance has been given to the children of God. The bands of captivity have been loosed. The chains of their imprisonment have been broken. To them, verse number one, the psalmist said, it's like a dream. Uh, We didn't think this could possibly be the case, but now we have been set free. At one time, their mouths were filled with mourning, but now, he says, with laughter. Before, it was complaining about their circumstances. Now they're singing about the deliverance of the great God and what he has done for them. The deliverance has been so great, so miraculous, that the heathen marvel, is what he says here. They even admit the Lord has done great things for you. What a picture of our salvation. Captive to sin, no hope, no help, but the Lord has done a great thing. Amen. And that great thing should be noticed by the heathen. If you truly trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, other people should know it. Other should, people should, should understand, you're, you're different. You're different. You're kind of strange. I've said it before. Uh, uh, we ought to live in such a way that we're normal enough to fit into an everyday world and weird enough to stick out. Amen. All at the same time. We got to be the, the best workers on the job. We got to be able to talk to anybody about anything, anytime. We got to be well, normal enough to, to fit into crowds, to groups. But there's that God thing about them. Amen. We're going to have to stick out. People at work ought to say that about you. You know, they're a good guy. That, that's, a, that's a nice lady. They, they do a good job at work, they do good at whatever they're doing. They're honest, they're dependable, they're good. But there's that God thing. Kind of weird. But they're a good person. That ought to be our description. And if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that is your description. In verse number 5, the picture changes. In verses 1 through 4, the Lord was doing all of the working. Salvation is all of God, all of grace from beginning to end. But now we are exhorted to do something. We are exhorted to to serve. He says in verse number five, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I see this psalm as a psalm of service after salvation. You don't work to get saved. You don't work in any way, shape, or form to 
earn your salvation, to pay God for your salvation. It doesn't happen that way. But once we are saved, we got to do what's right to say thank you. Once we are saved, our lives have been changed, and we do do what's right. Oh, we're not perfect, but we certainly are forgiven. And because forgiven, we move forward for Jesus Christ, seeking to do what's right, that the heathen might see and desire to come to him in salvation. Amen. That is our goal. So number one, number one, a proverb. A proverb. In verse number five, we see a proverb here. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So that begs the question, what's a proverb? What is a proverb? A proverb is a short sentence drawn from long experience. How's that? A short sentence drawn from long experience. Uh, there are proverbs that you know. There are proverbs that you've spoken from time to time. Uh, they show up in different places. One of the ones that uh, was brought home to me this week was uh, haste makes waste. You ever heard that proverb before? I uh, was in my office. I had about uh, 15 minutes before I had to be to a class. And uh, I noticed uh, that it was really cold in my office because it had gotten really cold this week. Uh, the, the, the wall air conditioner in my office had broke, so I put a window air conditioner in there, and the wind was coming in there, the air was coming, it was cold in there. So I said, I got 15 minutes. I'll take the air conditioner out real fast. Okay, so I buzzed around, I got that thing out of there. I, uh, I, 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 I cannot see close up with my glasses. Okay, if I'm going to see my, if I could see to read, I got to take them off. I had glasses that were kind of short so I could see under them. Uh, I took them off. I set them down so I could get the screws out and get it all set. I set it down. I took the air conditioner out and boom, I sat on the table next to me. Then I couldn't find my glasses. And I'm looking around the office. I'm about ready to call my wife because I can't see that well without my glasses, but I just can't read without my, I can't read with my glasses. So I'm going to say, could you come down here and find my glasses? Then I realized, oh no, I didn't set up the air conditioner on it, did I? And I walked over to the air conditioner, picked it up, and there were my glasses. <laughs> Crushed. Because uh, haste makes waste. So I've got glasses on today. They're the first glasses that I bought when I bought new glasses. So it's the same prescription. I just can't see to read with them on, so I'm going to have to figure something out here. You're going to have to put up with me taking them off and putting them back on again, but haste makes waste. That's one of them. Another one as I take my glasses off. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Have you ever heard that one? Uh, it, it means uh, if you do a little to prevent something bad from happening, it costs a whole lot than taking care of it after it happens. It's a good saying. Another one, uh, red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky in morning, sailor, sailors take morning. It, it, it's good. You know, it's in the Bible. Not spoken in just that exact way, but it's in the Bible. Uh, and it's, it's a good proverb, and we can uh, learn from that. Again, that one's not always true, but uh, uh, it is there. But this one here, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It's not only based on experience, it is also based on the inspiration of God. Amen. God inspired, he moved upon the writer of this psalm to write it down. 
so that we would understand this is something we need to know. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It is a proverb. It is a short sentence based on long experience, but this one has been inspired by God, so we need to know it is true. We need to get it because it's part of life. Number two, the principle. Uh, first, it's a proverb, but also let's find the principle behind that proverb. This principle behind the proverb works in everyday life. It works in everything that we do, everything that we're involved in. What you sow, you will reap. What you plant, you will harvest. What you put into something, you will get out. That's the idea behind it. And there's a spiritual principle to be involved in here. It's in in everyday life. Uh, Perhaps way back in springtime, that seems like eternity ago now, doesn't it? Uh, And then again, like yesterday, way back in springtime, you planted a garden. You remember that? Uh, Chances are you, you already reaped it already and it's now gone to a mess. Okay, uh, it is a mess in all of that, and uh, it's no longer giving you it. But you reaped what you planted. You harvested from the fruit that you planted. If you planted tomatoes, then you got some nice juicy corn off that, right? No. If you planted tomatoes, what'd you get? Tomatoes. Because... You reap what you've sown. You harvest what you've planted. It works in farmers' lives. It works in a gardener's lives. It works in uh, the, the business area. If you sow hard work, you will reap financial benefits. If you sow honesty, you'll reap financial benefits. If you sow giving good service and and, and doing the right thing, you will reap the benefits of that. It works in the the athletic world as well. If you sow diligence and discipline and hard work, you will reap becoming better at your task. And and as an athlete or, or anybody else for that matter. Musicians. They sow in practice. Okay, They work hard. They spend long hours working at what they're going to do, and it, it, it comes out in their performance. They reap the benefits of that practice. I suppose there's not anybody who's come to our church uh, for any kind of length of time doesn't understand that uh, I, I say all the time, uh, practice doesn't make perfect. Okay, that's an old proverb that's wrong. Perfect practice makes perfect. If you practice something wrong all the time, how are you going to do it when it comes time to do it? Wrong. Wrong. But if you practice it right all of the time, it will come out right. Perfect practice makes perfect. Amen. That's what we need to understand. You're going to reap what you have sown, and they that so in tears shall reap in joy. It is a principle that is there in all of life. 
it works. It is a universal principle that God has set into motion and plays out every single day of our lives. When you put something into it, you put good things into it, you get good things out. You put bad things into it, you will get bad things out. It does happen just that way. But you know, it is also true in our spiritual life. Our spiritual life. It is a promise, but yet it is a law that God has set up. Go to Galatians chapter 6. Hold your finger here. Go to Galatians chapter number 6. Whoops. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived. Don't kid yourself. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Just as it works with the farmer and the athlete and the musician and the businessman and whatever field that you are in or find yourselves in on a, on a, on a daily basis, it will work just that way with you. What you sow, you will reap. But it's also true spiritually. If we sow to the Spirit, we're going to reap of the Spirit. If we sow doing what is right, we will reap doing what is right. If we will sow obedience to God's word, we will reap the blessings of God. Because over and over again, God said, if you obey, then I will do this. If you, then I. If we will do our part, God will do his part, just as he said. If we sow the word of God into other people's hearts... We will reap the the blessing of seeing the Holy Spirit work in their lives and either draw them to salvation, but either draw them to salvation or at least draw them to a decision. And that's what we desire. Them to be making a decision for Jesus Christ. In this way, you are right now shaping your future. Do you understand that? You are shaping your tomorrow. You are shaping your character for tomorrow because who you are tomorrow will be a result of the seeds you have sown today. Wow. When we look at it that way, it makes every decision we make just a little bit more important or a lot more important. You see, if this is true, oh, and it is, then you are right now, you are the exact person you are right now because of choices you've made in your past. Wow. You are a sum total of all the things you've planted, of all the decisions you've sown, of all the practices you have made, of all the things that you have done. You are reaping. What you have sown right now. So let me ask you. 
Do you like it? Do you like it? Or maybe you're like most of us. There are parts you like and there are parts you don't like. You know, I, 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 I like where I'm at here in this area. I, I, I don't like it here. I'm, 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 I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm godly, I'm spiritual in this area, but I'm, I'm lacking in this area. So if you are today the sum total of the decisions you made yesterday, you're going to be tomorrow the decisions you make today. So if you don't like where you are, and I'm tempted to shout this from the mountain, from the, from, from the heights, but, but poor Allie will get scared when I do that. Uh, change it. Pretty simple, isn't it? Change it. Who's the only one who can change it? Let's try that again. Who's the only one who can change it? You are. Okay, I'm going to ask the question one more time, and I want everyone to say me. Can you handle that? Who's the only one who can change it? Very good. We're the only ones. Now, God said he would enable us. God said he'd give us the word of God. He'd give us the spirit of God. He'd give us the people of God to help us in that change. But in the end, in the final say-so, who's the only one who plants seeds into your life? You are. Who's the one who makes your decisions? You are. Who's the only one who, who puts in the perfect practice? You are. So if there are things you don't like, fix it. Change it. Plant different seeds. You've, hold the, you've heard uh, the, the old proverb now, uh, and it's credited to Einstein, uh, insanity is doing the same things and expecting a different result. So if there are things about our life that we don't like, if there are things about our, ourselves, our character, our, our spiritual walk with God, if there are things that we're not satisfied with, not happy with, or we know, based on the still small voice of the Spirit of God, that we're wrong in some area, if there are some areas, then doing the same thing is insane. Change it. Plant different thoughts. Plant different choices. Plant different things in your life based on God and his word and you will become what God wants you to be in the future. Amen. But you take part in it. You take part in it. <clears throat> we live in a victim mentality society everybody's a victim I'm this way because him I'm this way because of her my mom made me this way sorry moms uh, my dad made me this way sorry guys uh, whatever the question is whatever the answer is we're, we're victim of something somewhere it's not my fault well, the Bible says you reap what you've sown, not you reap what other people have sown. Many times God's will <clears throat> is not seen 
in what happens to us. It's seen in our reaction to what happens to us. We have to react rightly. We have to react according to God's word. We've got to do what's right no matter what anybody, else, what anybody else does. We live in a sin-sick world and people will do stupid things, sinful things, evil things. What is our job? Do what's right. Do what's right. Do what's right. And in doing so, you are shaping your future. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Okay? When we put in the hard work, it comes out later. And it is our choice to do it. <clears throat> if there's something not right, change it. How many of us <clears throat> could say, no, no, Pastor, I'm good. I'm pretty nigh well perfect. Any hands? I can't say that. I, I hope in your wildest dreams you, you don't think you can either. Because if we're perfect, we'd be like Christ. And that's not coming until we get to heaven. Oh, it'll happen, and we're going to be closer than we were yesterday, but we're not there yet. Let's change it. Let's fix it. Let's move forward, understanding this is the principle. This is what the proverb means. i got to do something about it. With God's enablement of the word of God and the spirit of God and the church of God, I can do it. And therefore, I will. Which brings us to point number three, a promise. A promise that is here. Okay, We're told that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Shall reap in joy. Two shalls I want to talk about as we end here. The first shall is the sower shall reap. The sower shall reap. You shall reap. Okay? Now that's a good thing. Amen? Or it's a bad thing. Depending on what you've sown. But those are our choices. And there is nothing that any one of us can do about the dumb things we did yesterday. Anybody do something dumb yesterday? Anybody want to elaborate? No, and I'm just kidding. We don't want to do that. Okay? We can't do anything about it. What do we do? If it was sin, we confess it and move on. And we make sure we don't do that dumb thing again. Amen? Amen. But if it's a good thing, and you're doing what's right, okay? And sometimes another proverb comes into play. This isn't from the Word of God. This is just human thinking. No good deed that goes unpunished. You ever heard that one? Sometimes we feel that way. I'm doing right. I'm doing right, I'm doing right, I'm doing right, I'm doing right, and I just keep getting slapped every time I do what's right. The overriding promise is, what did God say? What did God say? In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. 
Amen. Don't be discouraged. Don't be down. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep on doing right. And God said, you shall reap the benefits of those good choices you made. Amen. You will reap. Don't ever quit. Now that comes, we read it, Galatians 6, 9, right from the pages of God's word. That means God said it. Wow. If there's any promise that you can count on, it's one that God said. Amen. So there's a promise for you. You shall reap. It will happen. Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up doing what is right. Because that's when we start making really bad decisions. And we end up reaping really bad things. Stay at it. Keep doing what's right. You shall reap. Book of Proverbs, <clears throat> chapter number 11. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 11. Verse number 18. Proverbs, chapter 11, verse number 18. The wicked worketh a deceitful work. But to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. I like that. I like that. If we do the right thing, there's going to be a sure reward. We shall reap. Now go to the New Testament again. Go to 2 uh, Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. <clears throat> <clears throat> Verse number six, but this I say in the context of giving your money, but this I say, which he, would, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, but he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Okay, not only are we told we'll reap, but we will reap bountifully there's the promise. Amen. Uh, let's say you're a gardener again. Let's go back to that. You planted tomato plant. Maybe you planted it by seed. Maybe you bought a plant, but eventually one seed did that. Did we go back far enough? Amen. One seed started that. You go, you get the fruit off of that. How many seeds are in that fruit? A lot with the potential for a whole lot more plants and a whole lot more seeds. That's reaping. You see, you shall reap, but you're going to reap more than you sowed. It's going to happen. It's going to come in that way because that's the way it works. So if we want to reap more good, then we have to sow more good. And we'll reap even more. Well, that's a promise I want to get. But let's go the other way. If I sow bad, I'm going to reap 
more bad. And that's one I don't want to reap. So let's make right choices in that. Amen. Now, there are some benefits, there are some blessings, there are things that we're not going to reap until heaven. That's just the way it is. But the good news is, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're going there. And if we reap our, our blessings in heaven, they last forever. Amen. Any blessings we receive on here on earth, we're leaving here. But blessings we receive in heaven are ours forever. Amen. I've said it a million times. I do not want to live my best life now. I want that in heaven. And God promised I would get it if I don't get discouraged and I keep on reaping because in due season you shall reap if you faint not, if you don't quit. It's our choice. What are we going to do with it? Let's bow our heads and talk to God about that right now. Our Father, thank you for this proverb.